We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We respectfully acknowledge elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be. Welcome to Wine with Megan Mel. We're here to help beginners navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel and I've realized recently that I opened way too much good wine after a few drinks. <laughs> it is honestly it's something I really need to work on. Meg, is this something you do as well? You do have much nicer bottles than me at home. Um, yes, but I've learned a trick because I know how lazy I am. You put all your good stuff under other bottles because mm. when you're rifling through the fridge, the wine fridge, you never, in that state, yeah. usually can be bothered lifting anything up. It's the bright, shiny object that is most easy to access. So my trick is put them down the bottom because you're also a bit unsteady on your feet, so you're unlikely to bend down. But hide them. Oh, my God. Okay, this isn't planned. I'm just, like, putting it out there. What's life like as a master of wine? Like, do you have to buy your own wine or are you ever just, like, sent wine because you're a master of wine? Um. <laughs> People do often send me wine to review. Okay. And uh, so anyone listening out there, I don't. Yeah. Um, you know, without sounding like a wanker, I'm not putting my name on your review. It's like mm. my dad used worked in fashion all his life and he said never advertise for anyone else, so don't wear a Coca-Cola T-shirt or a Levi's T-shirt. Don't be a billboard. Yeah. So I've kind of listened to that philosophy. Not that most people would know who I am anyway. But, do you drink um, the wine? <laughs> I keep the wine, yeah. yeah. I'm not sending it back. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a friend of mine. I did a review from him, him many years ago. He'd sort of been quite formative in helping me through my early years. Yeah. And um, he said, oh, I'll send you I'll send you some wine for as a thank you. And he sent me all Sagrantino, which, you know, it's an interesting wine, but I don't need a dozen bottles of the same vintage. Yeah. And actually you would get nice wine because people try extra hard. Like you looked after my dog a few weeks ago and I was like, I don't think I've ever told you this, most stressful experience of my oh, life, no. wine tasting, being like, oh, my God, I have to buy a bottle for Master of Wine. What am I going to get her? <laughs> but the thing is, as you'll know from listening to me talk, I don't drink. Yeah. You know, I, I'm – Interest like, factor is always more important to yeah. me than exclusivity or, or like, price yeah, or yeah, yeah. whatever. I just I love people buying, yeah, you know, interesting stuff. Yeah. Oh, like, hey, that's cool. Well, that was a fun little. And sidebar. you know, I like Moscato as well. So. Yeah. Well, my, uh, <laughs> You're have, too ashamed to buy. I that. have too much <laughs> dignity to buy Moscato, even if it's for you. So, <laughs> moving on. What have you been drinking? And please don't say Moscato. So I've been drinking, I had um, an Abelio brand name, Albarino. Oh. So Albarino is a white grape variety from the Rio Spacious area of Spain. So it's the north west towards, towards Galicia in, and, and Portugal. Okay. Rains a lot. Um, Albarino is a great, great variety. It's really floral, really mm. acidic, and we were um, making a paella because I got inspired by all your <laughs> business dealings that you've been doing with paella for lunch. So we made like a mini one and um. it was just – Perfect. It was delicious. That sounds awesome. Uh, Twenty-three. I, I had to, uh, the reason I bought it. I had to fill in a half dozen to get the discount pricing. Um. Um. So I think it was twenty-three dollars from Vintage Sellers. Okay. So if people want to buy an Albarino, <laughs> is it hard to get a good bottle, or pretty easy to just go pick one up? There. Look, it's it's a common grape variety now. Um, in the big retailers. Uh. 
but th- I, I will say that these are wines that probably cost, you know, three, four euro in Europe. Yeah. And we're paying $25, okay. which is still a premium yeah. price. Yeah. But I just think they always deliver. I've never, I've had one bad one in all the years, and that's drinking from sort of 15 up to 50. Okay. So, um, yeah, Dan's have them, Vintage has them. Most places. Yeah. Cool. All right. I actually haven't had one in a while, so it's a nice reminder. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go pick one up later. And Meg, fun fact. Fun fact. I was reading that the Romans used to add um, lead to their wine because they t- thought it made – to preserve it to start with, but they thought it, they made it more um, succulent and sweeter. And I'm a huge American politics fan and uh, yeah, they're talking about infrastructure replacing the lead piping and I'm thinking, well, how much lead poisoning was around? Maybe the fall of the Roman Empire wasn't due to indulgence but uh, drinking too much lead poisoning. Oh, my God. Is there any, like, real – do we know if that – I contributed or like I don't know, but health they, and didn't stuff? they sort of fall down because of bacchanalia because they were just a bunch oh, of pissheads and they so spent their whole time fornicate, fornicating and drinking, but maybe it was lead poisoning. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know, but I just I thought that was quite interesting and, and it kind of plays to what we've talked about in the past, the finding agents, you know, where they use blood, horse blood and things, and it's yeah. all these weird stuff. Like yeah. we have in the past used a thing called – Blue fining, which has cyanide in it. What? And this was still used in, like, in France when Did I people worked die? in France. Well, <laughs> yeah, you got to be really careful. <laughs> oh my god! Blue fining. Jesus, it's banned now. Just so you know, yeah, people, it's okay. You can we're not using wine. it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I've I've never done it. I saw it done once in a large cooperative, a large winery in the south of Italy, but um, I've never actually done it myself. Wow. All right. Well, Meg, where are we? We've reached it. We're at the big one. We're at the king. Rob's very excited. This is the most grown grape variety in the world, the most enjoyed in the world. It is Cabernet. Most grown grape variety, but probably not the most enjoyed, which is just Sad. Wait, what do you mean not the most? How is that possible? How does that make sense? If it's big in China, big in the US, okay, as a grape variety, yeah. Um, In fact, it's the most drunk grape variety in the US by far, and certainly in China. But everywhere else, it is a hard, hard, Mm. hard sell, and it is made so well in Mm -hmm. so many places in the world. It is just, it's just not cool. All right. So tell us a bit about Cab Cab Sav. How does it? How can you expect it to taste? So Cab Sav is it's got two parents, okay. Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc. That's so weird. So some of the characteristics that you see in Sauvignon Blanc, you're going to see in Cabernet Sauvignon if the environment's right. So you sometimes see um, a little bit of an herbaceous character. Oh yeah. So um, that makes sense. Black currant as yeah. well, and some people talk about Loire Sauvignons as smelling like black currant leaf. Mm. So you see black currant cassis um, in in cooler climates. It's always the fresh fruit spectrum. So you may see blackberry or black currant or blueberry, mm-hmm. particularly in the Yarra Valley. Yeah. Um, moving to warmer climates, you start moving up to the cooked compotty sort of fruit spectrum. I wouldn't say necessarily jammy because it's not really grown in any hot climates well, yeah. famously. Yeah. Um, so, but you may see more, um, sort of compote, plum, 
black brie cooked but not overcooked. Okay. So as you move up the sort of climate spectrum, the heat spectrum, it goes from being fresh fruit spectrum to more of a a bit of a stewed fruit, I guess. So you still have that fresh component but it's a bit more cooked. So in like the scale of red wines, it's going to be richer than Pinot Noir and Merlot and Sangiovese. What about Shiraz? Is it a bigger, tougher one than Shiraz? Thicker skins, smaller berries. Okay. and the tannin structure is completely okay. different. So yeah. they're chunkier and chewier and bigger. And Shiraz tannin for me tends to be a little bit rounder and softer on your palate. Whereas Cabernet, you really know you've got tannin in your mouth. Mm. Um, and the one other thing I love about Cabernet is that you can almost, when you're at your peak, identify where the wine is from just on the tannin mm, structure. Wow. Yarra tannin wow. is different to Bordeaux tannin, is different to that's Margaret, so cool. Margaret River tannin. Yeah. And that's the thing I love about it. It's like really like re- it expresses where it's from. Exactly. Yeah, cool. From when it's grown in good places. Yeah. Okay, like I'm so excited to get into these wines. You've brought a very lovely looking lineup I today. I spoiled us today. So we've got the Rob first one we've got is the Rob Dolan white label Cabernet Sauvignon. What I've tried to do with all of these wines is hit around the same price point. Cool. Um, so they're all between the thirty to forty dollar mark. I'm moving my head so you're probably losing <laughs> yeah. my voice. Um so trying to just compare like with like as much as possible. Yeah, We've yeah. also got um, a St. Hugo Coonawarra Cabernet. I mm-hmm. think if you're going to drink Cabernet from Coonawarra, drink the traditionalists, mm. drink the wins and the yeah. St. Hugos, yeah. um, the Catnooks, mm. you know, the people that have been there, the Redmonds forever um, because they have their access to the best sites. I was yeah. telling you earlier that a friend of mine did a – a tasting with St. Hugh when they were selecting the best wine made for St. Hugo. So they've got so many different parcels. Yeah. And she said it was one of the greatest experiences of her life being able to taste the access that they have to these mm. great vineyards, these historically amazing vineyards. Wow. And I think these are some of the oldest vines in the Coonawarra. Now, this is their entry or their mid range. Their entry level is like 40 bucks. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's it's fancy stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. And then we've got a Lewin Estate um, Cabernet from Margaret River. Mm. Again, Margaret River, I just love Vast Felix, Lewin Estate. I like trying new people. Yeah. But for a tasting like this, I think it's in, more interesting to Do stick. the classics. And then we have a Chateau Cantermel from the Medoc. So the Medoc's the uh, left side of the um, – Garon River, sorry, brain fart there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a Cabernet dominant wine, and this yeah. is actually sixty percent Cabernet, and then most then Merlot, then some Petit Verdot and Cabernet Franc. Cool, so it's a little bit of a blend. So we've got we're drinking all over the world today. All right, let's jump in. I'm, so we're starting with uh, Rob Dolan. Is this um, Yarra Valley? Is this a cooler climate than what? Are the, so the others are Saint Hugo's Coonawarra, Lewin is. Margaret River and um, last one is Bordeaux. Where does Yarra Valley sit in terms of climate? I just want to say these are all 2017s from Australia. So the uh-uh. Coonawarra, the Yarra and the Lewin, yeah. the Margaret River are all 2017. So we're trying to compare the same vintage. Yeah. Um, we are – well, we are probably in 17 cooler than Coonawarra. Coonawarra is considered to be 
Um, I was always told it was a continental climate, but it actually has some maritime influence because it's mm-hmm. not that far from Robe, whereas the Yarra Valley, we are more definitively continental. We have a slight maritime influence around Coldstream, but pretty much no. Mm. So what you've got in the 2017 Rob Dolan White Label is this long extended growing season and without a doubt there is a herbal nature to this wine. I don't like using the term herbaceous because that suggests that it's green and unripe. Yeah, This wine is ripe, it's just that's the character that it has. Yarra Valley Cabernet for me when it starts to get ripe he starts to see that blueberry characteristic so fake blueberry almost or blueberry yeah. frozen blueberries. Yeah. I think fresh blueberries don't smell or taste or anything. <laughs> um, so I, I see that in this wine with some bay leaf, uh, that cassis character. It's not overbearing like I sometimes expect Cabernet to be as well. It's quite like elegant and a bit more delicate, I guess, than some of the big boys I would have been used to drinking from those warmer areas. Yeah, well, 13.5% alcohol, we don't really get it. Up yeah, much bigger than that, and so yeah. it is. It's fine line. It's kind of like Bordeaux used to be in the nineties before Michelle mm. Roland came in and made everyone over fourteen percent and look exactly the same. Mm. Um, so this is yeah, this is a classic vintage. Yeah, from a cool climate region. The Yarra isn't known for Cabernet, but for me, the Yarra was built on the back of Cabernet. Yeah. You know, go on, have your moment. Okay, I'm going to have my moment. <laughs> I do this rant all the time. Yarra Yearing, Mount Mary, Yearingburg, yeah. um, Wontuna Estate, not Pinot people. Yeah. Cabernet people. Yeah. Red wine people. <laughs> and then people go, oh, I don't like Yarra Cabernet. Well, I'm sure you drink Mount Mary Cabernet or yeah. Yearingburg. They just don't give it a chance because it's, it's it's not cool enough. We we show this wine constantly yeah. to, the, you know, all the cool kids on the block. And they go, that is amazing wine. Yeah. Love it. Best wine of the tasting. Oh, no, I can't sell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like no one drinks oh, Cabernet. Okay, yeah. okay, it's it's heartbreaking. Oh, I wish I could is. say it's like Riesling, so that it keeps yeah. it cheap. But we've got a lot of Cabernet in the yeah. the Yarra, and we are trying to sustain these growers with Cabernet and saying to them, you know, mm. it's hard. And particularly now, we've lost lost our biggest market for Cabernet. Yes, in China. Um, what are we going to do? Mm. We're just going to have to take one for the team and drink more. All right, look, I'll do it. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, Meg. All right, Saint Hugo. I love Saint so Hugo. So you're probably better off talking about this than I am. Um, I can talk to the, the glass, but <laughs> I, I think, as I said, drink classics. This is one yeah. of the classic wines from the Kunawara. And the thing that I noticed most when I just looking at it, same year, look how purple that is compared to ours, which is much more got a bricky red tinge. It is this is it's too young, this wine. Um, you know, twenty seventeen it needs time. It's got beautiful fresh blackberry fruit, black currant, that dustiness that you see um in the Kunawara. None of the herbaceous herbal mm. characters. This is Fruit selection, yeah. vineyard selection at its absolute best. And this is where we're talking about blending. The people yes. don't like blends. This would be a blend of a number of vineyards. Um, but question. So Kunawara, everyone always talks about the Golden Mile, this Terra Rossa, <laughs> like this like it's it's supposedly this like um bit of chunk of soil that is like red and makes the best Kunawara 
uh, Cabernet ever because of this red soil. Is this is this real? Yeah. You can taste fruit grown off the Terra Rossa and they've actually limited Kunawara now to being on the Terra Rossa. Yeah. Um, what it is is Cabernet is a great variety that really hates having wet feet, mm. so damp roots. Mm. Um, and in all the great regions of the world, the one thing that they have common amongst them is good drainage in their soils. Mm. And this goes for the Yarra as well. The best Cabernet sites have good drainage. Okay. So – Famously, Bordeaux, the Medoc has it because of the gravel, the grave underneath. Um, Margaret River has it because of their loamy soils. Coonawarra, yeah. you've got these red soils, and then right underneath is this um, limestone ridge, which is where they wanted to limit everything, but that yeah. doesn't run through all of the Coonawarra. Yeah. So the roots go down, hit this limestone, and then can't, they have to move around it. So they have to deep root. Wow. Um, which gives them much more sustainability in dry years. Yeah. But it means that it's that it's nice and drained soils. So that's cool. one of the reasons. I mean, if you go to the Kunawara, Robin, Rob started out in the Kunawara, he says you, you see three things. You see the red earth, mm. the green of the canopy, and then the blue of the sky because it is flat. There yeah. is nothing. And I do see what you're saying. The Rob Dolan, I would – drink now and the Saint Hugo, I would probably I wouldn't have opened it. Yeah. If yeah. I'd known. Yeah, I'd I'd want to sit on that for a while. But it, it really is beautiful. Um but uh, Margaret River, do you know I went a long time drinking Cabernet without having tasted Margaret River. It's a bit more expensive, it's a bit further away, but man, it's worth it, isn't it? Absolutely. I think for me, Margaret River is our closest stylistically to Bordeaux. Yeah. The tannins are much more Bordelais, um, but it has its... Is that a word? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Bordelais. You sound so fancy right now. Um, but it has this distinct... It's more on a red fruit spectrum, but not jammy. This mm. is the thing I love about it. It's got a chocolate red currant sort of raspberry characteristic with this chocolate undertones, and the tannins are just mm. superb. They're very dusty and fine. Yeah. Mm, that's gorgeous. And you can drink it really young. Yeah. Like that's in Hugo. Kunawara is like that. So yeah. Kunawara needs time. Yeah. Whereas Margaret River, even though that'll go for 10, 15 years, you open it up now. And we we opened up a Vest Felix mm. last week or whatever. Same, yeah. very similar stylistically. Beautiful. Beautiful wines. And not, I mean, it's don't quote me, 35-ish. Okay. It's up there. Yeah. I don't know that you can get much under 35. So you're saying that these are all classics. Does that mean that they're what? Like you could go to Dan Murphy's and buy these, right? Yeah, and these are names that have been around for decades, yeah. which I think for Coonawarra, yeah. it's not a fast burn Coonawarra. It's a slow burn. You need to invest the time. You need to know your vineyards. You need to know your sites. Okay. So it's it, – yeah, and so before we move on to um, Bordeaux, is there any other regions in Australia that you would call out for Cabernet? Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people grow it. Just yeah, Pyrenees is one that I personally love. I think it okay. has this beautiful violet floral characteristic. Yeah, um, again, an unsung region where people just don't go and don't drink. But, yeah, I think Coonawarra, Margaret River, and, of course, I'm going to say Yarra Valley are the yeah. 
the Cabernet kings of the country? Well, if they're the kings, I don't know what Bordeaux is because it's definitely um, a very, very famous region for Cabernet. Yes. It Um, is very well regarded. Very well regarded, but that's based on the exclusive wines, the classed mm. wines as we call them. So they class the, the winery, not the vineyard. So literally you could be putting any kind of crap in there, <laughs> not in your interest to do it, but <laughs> the vineyard's not classed. The winery's classed as a premier crew class K, so first growth down to fifth growth. And this was just this was done in 1855 and it was done based on the price of the wine and they've redone it and it's completely irrelevant now, but... That said, um, it exists. So we have a Shadow Cantermel, which is straight Medoc. So that's a bigger appellation that encompasses the whole of what we call the left bank. Mm-hmm. So the left bank is the left is the Cabernet Sauvignon dominant wines. Remember, all of Bordeaux is blended. Yeah, more Merlot is planted now than Cabernet because it's easier to grow. Yeah, and it does better in bad years. Yeah, so. I was interested to pick up a wine that I would have been convinced was an Ort Medoc, which is the top of the Medoc, um, but it was 60% Merlot, even though the Medoc is considered to be Cabernet yeah, dominant wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this I picked because it's 60% Cabernet Sauvignon, and it's very hard. I was in, I bought this at Dan Murphy's, and it was really hard to get any information on the wine from the back label. I was actually Googling it and a person came over and said, can I help you? And I said, no, I need to find out. So they're not helpful. <laughs> um, pleasantly surprised. This, I think, was 35, but on a uh, member offer. Uh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. 27. Okay. I wanted to buy at the same price point. Okay. Um, and this is 2014. I feel like Bordeaux has such a fancy name for itself and I always get excited drinking Bordeaux, but I'm actually very excited now to try it next to these other ones to see if there is actually that much of a big difference. A lot of Bordeaux is complete and utter garbage. <laughs> Bordeaux, no, not that. It's very simple wine. It's it's Merlot dominant. Yeah. Um, remembering in appellation wines, so wines that have a name attached to them, they're not allowed to use things like oak chips or staves, oak alternatives as we can. So they use a lot of old oak, which can give this smell of horsiness to it. Um, This is simple, Mm -hmm. woody. Mm. Um, Yeah. What is that? No, something doesn't smell right to me. It's like oak dust almost, and it smells like cold tea, a tea yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it tastes like it too. The tannin's really dry. Yeah, and that's when you clearly they have quite a lot of – this is a second wine of the Chateau, mm. um, and they've clearly used a lot of pressings in this wine. And see how drying the it's tannins so dry. are? And, I mean, this is 2014. Okay. Good year. Yeah. Not great year, but good year. Um I mean, why would you drink that? I don't mean to shit all over Bordeaux, but seriously, with Bordeaux, you have to spend money okay, to get the equivalent of what you get for $40 in Australia. This is what I find so astounding. You know, these, yeah. these are, Bordeaux is very tradable now mm. and, and it's just sent prices through the roof. Like the Mouton there was $870 a bottle for the current release yeah. out of my leg. So, um, if you're going to drink Bordeaux, don't unless you can afford to spend over, I'd say, $60. 
Okay, that's a really good tip. And so when we're looking at CAD generally then, like, you know, we said for Pinot, don't spend over 25. We said for Riesling, how go 10 bucks if you want to. Mm. What do we say for Cabernet? What's a, what's probably the lowest you could spend and still get a decent drop? I saw Kunawara on there for 25, but I wouldn't do it. Mm. Um because it would be high volume. Kunawara land's expensive. It would yeah. be high volume. Um, I want my Kunawara to taste like Kunawara. Yeah. I personally think 30. Okay. And and up. And But you're drinking really well at 30. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. with so Pinot, you you're might drinking as well, drink well really but well. 30 you're drinking really well. And, yeah. and to, that Suhio I think was $32. Mm. I mean, that's amazing value. And yeah, that's something is. that I would lay down. I wouldn't yeah. even go near that puppy yeah. now. So you can get it for a reasonable price. Don't forget Cabernet loves oak and the best wines, the better wines, the more premium wines have oak. And so that's always mm. going to put your pricing up to start with. So, yeah, I'd start at 30. You may at sub 20. Yeah. It's going to be about fruit, you know, and is Cabernet your best friend at that you know, level? I love Cabernet for being Cabernet with those tannins. And yeah. Something that I can savour and yeah. it's becoming wintry and, you know, Big enjoy Cabernet. with food. Yeah. You know, but I did. Um, I bought a Malartic La Graviere in from 2009, mm. which is a Grave wine. This is just for Mel and I to enjoy later. Mm. But I did actually decant it because um, it's quite grotty in the bottle. So it's an interesting wine. Oh my god! I'm going to try it after we stop recording. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. All right, suckers. We're off to drink that. <laughs> Before we finish up, I do have a question for you, Meg. And I think for a lot of people in wine, this one sounds like really simple, but I've actually been asked it by a lot of people. So we can't assume um, that people just know everything that we think they know. Um, the question I was asked is, what does cab stand for in the context of a cab Shiraz or a cab Miller? Like what is the cab part that makes it different? I shouldn't laugh. You shouldn't laugh. You make me. People's misfortune. I, th- that's the thing. We do have, we just assume people know stuff. Yeah. So the cab stands for Cabernet. Yeah. Um, so most likely Cabernet Sauvignon. Because can you imagine if you had a Cab Shiraz Merlot, if you put Cabernet Sauvignon, Shiraz Merlot, the label would wrap around the bottle three times. Yes. So we just shorten it to Cab. Possibly could be Cab Franc. Mm-hmm. But we don't really have a lot of that in Australia, so unlikely. Um, yeah, we just sort of just means it's a blend. Yeah, we talk. It's a blend, and, and the cab is the the cabernet portion of it. And we legally have to list it in order of what's, what's most dominant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cabernet would be the dominant factor. But yeah. yeah, I would never have thought to ask that question. No, I know. It's it's something. It just seems we, so obvious to yes, us, but then yes. But when you think about it, yeah, absolutely, cab is in front of all these things. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, there. Well, now you know. Um, remember to have a look at our competition. We'd absolutely Yay. love to meet some of you. Come out to the winery, have a tasting with Meg, smash some bottles with me. We'll have so much fun. Um, and please send us through questions. We absolutely love getting them. So follow us at Wine with Meg and Mel. And until next time, we hope you enjoy your next glass of wine. Drink well. Bye.